Welcome in, welcome back to Tua Talk. I'm Eli, I'm your host, and I'm here to go over some Dolphins-related news. The Dolphins and Texans made a trade today, and no, this is not going to be a Deshaun Watson episode. We're not going to talk about him, uh, especially with what I've seen been going on with fans lately. There's a big divide right now, but let's get into this trade. So today, Miami and the Texans made a deal. Miami received Bernard McKinney and a 2021 seventh rounder from Houston, while Houston received Shaq Lawson. Yes, Shaq Lawson, who we just signed last offseason, and a 2021 sixth rounder from Miami. And in my opinion, McKinney is the best player in the deal, an instinctive former pro bowler, a better scheme fit for the Dolphins, and with the picks being late swaps, Miami comes out ahead. In my opinion, like I said, I'm probably like this deal more than most. Um, the biggest issue I've been considering now, after seeing some people talk about it a little bit, Shaq was just signed last season, and we just released Kyle Van, Lo- Van Noy, excuse me, another signing from last season, who didn't work out. Didn't work out to the degree where we want to keep him on the team, and Jordan Howard didn't work out. So a lot of guys from last offseason haven't worked out how they were envisioned. So I don't know if we didn't realize for Shaq that we didn't realize he was the right scheme fit, or maybe this was just really good value to move him. But if the issue is scheme, he should have never been signed in the first place. So anyway, McKinney only played four games for the Texans this past season, dealing with a shoulder injury. In those games, he recorded 37 tackles, according to Pro Football Reference, which is a lot in four games. 37 tackles in four games. And then in comparison, Shaq Lawson recorded 32 tackles, 4 sacks, and my favorite stat of his 18 quarterback hits for the Dolphins last season. And before I go any further, this production of Shaq's, while it's not crazy amount of sacks, crazy amount of tackles, the quarterback hits, you know, the impact he had just getting the pressure there, it's not going to be really easy to replace. Finding pass rushers isn't easy, so... I don't think it's going to be, you know, we can just draft a guy in the sixth round and call it a day or anything crazy like that. I'm, I don't want to take his production for granted, but Miami definitely thinks this was the best move to make in getting rid of him. And it's been reported by Cameron Wolf of ESPN that the Dolphins have liked McKinney for a while. So they went out and got him, which I love that. And I really love the idea of having him and Baker as our linebackers inside, I think. That's gonna that has the potential to work out really well for us. And I went over this a little bit on my Twitter. I'm at Eli Tuatalk. Um, but going ahead, the Dolphins now have a larger need regarding pass rusher, especially when you add the departure of Kyle Van Noy. As I mentioned before, regardless if you think he was an above average player or not, there's more of a hole to fill there than just after releasing him. Even when he was on the roster, this was still a need that needed to be addressed. So, pass rusher can be a challenging need to fill, but this upcoming draft, in theory, is deep in pass rushers, which really benefits the Dolphins being their largest need when we have a lot of draft picks. So, regardless if they target a pass rusher in free agency, which a lot of people are expecting now with this move and having some cap space available, at the very least, the Dolphins should be able to get quality depth at the position in this year's draft. Regarding players on the roster who will likely have a bigger role going forward, there's Andrew Van Ginkle, of course, Emmanuel Agba, who turned it on last season, Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis, hopefully continues to develop, 
and Zietler, who Miami extended last season, during last season, after getting him off waivers from the Ravens. I think the payoff for that move for both the Dolphins and Zietler with the extension show again that the front office is taking the Dolphins in a better direction than in years past. Even with the annoy not working out to keep him on the roster, trading Shaq and Jordan Howard getting cut, you know, not all those moves working out. And all those moves are never going to work out. So we can't expect them to be perfect. Shaq didn't just go away for nothing. You know, we got McKinney for him. Van Noy, we got a lot of cap relief. Jordan Howard, it wasn't a big deal anyway. So I don't want to overreact too much to that. I do still think the front office has us, has the Dolphins going in a better direction than in the past. And hopefully an extension for Emmanuel Agba can get done uh, soon as well. And also Gasecki and Baker, they'll be up too. So hopefully we can get extensions for those three guys, start keeping our own talent here. You know, I don't think that's been the case for a while. Jarvis Landry getting traded, uh, Olivier Vernon left. You know, it'd be nice to keep some guys around. But, you know, with all this talk about the defense, I'm really excited to see what it looks like in week one now, how pass rusher ends up being targeted and addressed, regardless of how they go about it. If it's a big name like Shaq Barrett, which I really doubt, maybe Gregory Rousseau in the draft, coming from Miami, or bringing in another Lawson potentially and Carl Lawson from the Bengals. Maybe even another trade is in the works. Whatever we do, I'm excited. And importantly, maybe the biggest part of this offseason, which hasn't been talked about too much, I'm hopeful we can keep Xavier Howard and get him to buy him because he's the best player on the team right now. No debate, no question. He's the best player on the team. He was in the running for defensive player of the year, being biased as I am, of course. He should have won it. And, you know, the rumors about him being unhappy with his contract, whatever, we can't go in with the offseason. We can't go into training camp having him holding out or wanting to be traded. We got to get him to buy back in. Him and Byron Jones needs to be the strength of this defense with the defensive line being respectable, with our linebackers being good. You know, the way this defense is built, built, we really want to lean on the corners. And, you know, I think that Noah Igbenogany, I think he can be good one day, sure. But telling yourself that, oh, well, you let X go, Byron can play one, and you got him at two or whoever else at two, you're kidding yourself. X is the best player on the team by far, and we need to find a way to keep him around and make him happy. Going back to the little deals and the trades like this one today, I love the idea of making these moves, making some good moves at uh, plus value, and creating some goodwill with teams, maybe for some future moves. Like taking a flyer on Isaiah Wilson last week, who I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make the roster, but it's really a move that can't lose for the Dolphins in my opinions. They wouldn't be flipping a first for a seventh like the Texans did a year later, which is really sad to think about. They drafted Isaiah Wilson, reached for him in the first because their right tackle went to the Browns, and they ended up flipping him for a seventh, just burning that asset. That's It's really sad. I just want to take a moment to understand that's what they did and just, you know, a little moment of silence for the Titans fans here because I feel really bad for them. Anyway, let's get into some Tua news. Tua's been working out like crazy the past few weeks, already looking like he's in better shape than last season, which has a lot of people excited, myself included. Posting, People are posting stuff, him working out with all these different athletes. He just had those photos that came out the other day of him working out, looking pretty good. So He's still making rounds in the media. Love his attitude. Love how he's reflecting about last season. Not only is he going to be in better shape physically, 
but mentally he sounds like he has a bigger chip on his shoulder, uh, more to prove, and he seems to want to improve. He understands, you know, he didn't put his best product on the field. And him wanting to improve, him being hungry to win, I think that's a really important trait for Tua and for the Dolphins. Having the drive and desire is the only way, you know, that you're going to really reach that elite level in your position, in your field, whatever you're doing. You need to challenge yourself every day, every opportunity you get, you want to improve and get better. And I think it's safe to say that's how Tua looks at this. That's his mindset going into the season and this offseason. And I couldn't be more excited about that. And I think the same should be said for all Miami Dolphins fans, you know. I think it's going to be a great season. I think uh, teams are going to be expecting a little more from us now after last season. So I think there's going to be a lot of competitive games. And yeah, like I said, we got to see what happens this offseason. And I'm ready to keep it going. So before I end the show, I want to make just a few free agency predictions. So I expect Miami on offense to be looking at most positions. We should be looking at O-line for depth. You should always look to acquire depth on the O-line. And we do need a center. So we should be looking there. Wide receiver, we would definitely benefit from bringing in the guy. Quarterback, we need a backup quarterback. And then running back, we can look at who's available for a good value there. Aaron Jones, you know, before before recording this podcast, excuse me, it was announced that he was re-signed with Green Bay. So he's out of the running now. Maybe it leaves it to the draft, but I think we're still going to be rumored. We're still going to explore some guys in free agency, especially with the cap situations now. We shouldn't have to overpay a lot if we do want to sign any of these running backs, especially because they're not at the top tier as far as talent in the league. So there might be a match made. Um, Secondly, I think Miami will end up signing one of the mid-tier receivers, whether it's Marvin Jones, John Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Curtis Samuel. I think someone in that range is going to end up a Dolphin, but that's yet to be seen. And then my last prediction for free agency Back to running back, if we don't sign a running back, I think it almost guarantees that we're going to be targeting Najee Harris at 18. And that's another discussion about if you should be taking a running back in the first, if you should take a running back, you know, even really early in the second, some people might not be comfortable with. But look what happened last year. There were running backs we liked. We didn't end up taking them. And, you know, they got picked right in front of us. They got plucked from us you know Ravens with J.K. Dobbins it seems like the Ravens are always taking guys from us in the draft but that's going to do it for this episode of Tua Talk thanks for listening and checking out the podcast I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you next time